Welcome to the Postpartum University Podcast, where we support you and your provider in understanding the science, the art, and the sacredness of healing after birth. I'm Miranda Bauer, your host, your postpartum nutrition specialist and homesteading mom with four wild kids. It's time to get you the holistic whole body healing that works. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Postpartum University Podcast. I'm Miranda Bauer, of course, and I have a very special guest. I invited this guest on, and I will tell you, I was so excited that she actually said yes. I was absolutely just over the moon excited because I have been following her for so many years. So everyone, you're going to meet Cindy Collins. She is the owner, founder, creator of Euphoric Herbals Apothecary. She's been serving the community and beyond. She serves over 40,000 customers in 59 different countries. Absolutely love your work, Cindy. And you actually started your work in a completely different field. And so I'm very excited to hear your story because you've got quite a bit to share. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me on here. I really appreciate it. Um, I do have quite a bit of a a diverse background. And sometimes I forget that because people are like, how did you do all these things? And you're only 42. And I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I've lived three lives already with all the things that I've done, you know. So but yeah, my my field, um, you know, I've been involved in internal health and and wellness and postpartum since um, 2006. But before that, I was actually in the military and I and I worked in restaurants as a professional um, baker and chef. So I did that before I got into maternal health and wellness. That's incredible. And from yeah, my yeah. understanding, you actually have a background as not only in maternal health, but also mm-hmm. in the doula world, which is something that yeah. you are no longer doing. Yeah. So after um, I got started, uh, what kind of started me to get interested in becoming a birth doula was I used to work at hospitals doing lactation on postpartum floors um, and was something I was super passionate about and still very much in lactation and helping people in their breastfeeding and lactation journey. And so it was through that experience, I realized I was seeing the very tragic situations, uh, you know, on the end result that people were coming through their post, they're starting their postpartum journey very um, woefully unprepared, uneducated, unempowered, and it really just broke my heart. And so I started doing my birth because I really want to be help part of that solution instead of seeing the problem on the tail end and thinking, how could I help just a few people have a better birth and pregnancy experience so that way they're starting off postpartum in a in a better situation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And this is something that we're seeing pretty significantly still even to this day. And I think we're finally starting to recognize that, mm-hmm. hey, wait, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And we need to do more than just talk about how there's a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, One, 100%. Yeah. And I, you know, I was a birth school for several years, um, I didn't attend a, a ton of births, you know, and but I got to be able to in that short time that I was a doula, and the number of clients that I had, I think there was about a dozen you know, I was able to experience birth and, you know, um, hospitals, birth centers, home births, and even a surprise and assisted birth, you know? And so that was a really, you know, great experience, you know, for me as a, as a, as a doula to be able to experience birth in all these different settings and environments, um, you know, with my clients. 
I am really excited to have a conversation with you about your business, because what we see on the outside is this incredibly successful business. You have an online shop, you have physical locations across the U.S., you're opening up more. And so on the outside, we see somebody who's incredibly successful, but we know as successful business owners, (laughs) like that is not the, like, that just didn't happen, right? Like you have all of these other things and this is kind of personal for you. And I'm hoping yeah. you're willing to share. How did you get such a successful business? What did you have to go through to make that happen? Right. Well, you know, they say that, you know, overnight success takes, uh, I think they say 20 years and I'm about like halfway there. I'm like 10, a little bit more than a decade into this journey. So I'm, you know, I'm getting close to my overnight success, they say, um, you know, so it's, it's been a while, you know, I've had to, from all the different industries that I've touched on between, you know, lactation hospitals, being a birth doula, I was a maternity birth, and, um, you know, no, newborn um, photographer as well. So those I felt like really helped prepare me for what I'm doing now. And of course, I you know, started creating herbal products. Um, you know, so these stores came, this apothecary came out of the birth of my products and creating a product line that was really focused on um, women's health and wellness, pregnancy, postpartum, lactation. And it was through that product line and development that people in my community in Delaware uh, would often ask me, you know, they would ask looking for resources, for herbs, for ingredients, and living in a rural state. To me, Delaware's rural, originally coming from the San Francisco area, it's a rural state. You have to drive an hour to get anywhere. Or you have to order online. And then sometimes you'll often, you know, go to places and you really can't find what you're looking for. It's not the resource you hope you're is going to be or the quality that you're looking for. Um, so opening the herbal apothecary in Delaware was really as a means to serving my community. You know, going from e-commerce to retail seems backwards nowadays because more retail places are closing and people are going online. You know, but we really feel like, especially when it comes to an herbal apothecary and anything holistic, we really need to be in the community. And we really need to get to know people and what their needs are and what how we can serve them best, you know. And, and I'm really on this journey, especially opening my second location in Maryland. It's a different community. It's not my community. And what their needs are and how I can serve them is going to be different than how I serve Delaware, um, you know, and what things they're going to ask of and, and need from, you know, me and my team, you know. So, you know, building this business was, uh, you know, serving customers in every state of 59 country is something that I never dreamed you know, and I, you know, thought was possible. And I'm really glad I believe ignorance is bliss. And I'm actually quite grateful for that. Because if I had any insider inkling that what I would be doing now, I'd be like, there's no way that's possible. There's no way I can do that. I am not. Well, I've got no MBA. I've got, you know, I've never even ran a retail store, you know, who am I to be opening retail stores, let alone in the process of franchising our herbal apothecary, like that's bananas. There's no way I'm going to do that. So I'm, I'm glad ignorance is bliss. And I'm thankful for that. I I feel you so much, right? Like the imposter syndrome, we mm-hmm. now have a name for it, right? That didn't mm-hmm. exist 10, 15 years ago when I was starting my business and my company. Right. Uh, but, you know, talking with so many professionals like yourself who are incredibly successful, y'all, if you're listening into this and you're wanting these kinds of businesses and you're wanting to serve at this kind of level, know that we don't know what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> the only difference True. between... <laughs> Between those who don't know what they're doing and who are successful is that we're doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. And and we're failing along the way, but we're learning our lessons and we're continuing on. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's, that's so important true. to, to we're all looking back at ourselves thinking, oh my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. 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 
you don't know what you don't know. You just don't. And until you're there. And that's good. Sometimes. (laughs) Yes, because otherwise it would be absolutely terrifying to know all the things that are ahead of you, you know, so I'm trying to, you know, take it one step and one day and one week at a time in, in my journey as, you know, being a, being an entrepreneur and building this business and trying to make it work. So that way it works for my life and my personal life and my family and consider all of those things as well. Yeah. So true. Let's change the conversation a little bit and start talking about herbs so herbs, I'm I'm fascinated with. I just launched my own course on herbs for postpartum. And it's really one of those, it's the most sought after medicinals. It's one of the only medicinals that is heavily pushed by the general public. Mm-hmm. Why are herbs so popular, especially in pregnancy and postpartum? I think they're so popular because they're accessible, right? And they're approachable. And I think because it comes in so many different forms, you know, depending on whether someone likes a tea or a supplement or an extract or a topical application, I think it's just, it's accessible and you can approach it to based on your needs at that time. You know, I'm sitting here thinking when I finish this podcast interview, I'm going to go grab some pulsy extract because today feels crazy. And I think I need to have that in my purse to deal with all this mayhem and this craziness. Um, you know, so I feel like there's, and there's so many, they're so versatile and we can definitely find different botanical remedies to be, to suit us depending on our season of life and know that there's always alternative options. So sometimes somebody might find an herbal remedy, but they realize, oh, it's contraindicated during pregnancy. And that's okay. There's another alternative remedy that is safe for pregnancy that's going to get the same result or similar result that someone's looking for. So I think that's why they're so incredibly popular. And, you know, I feel like we have a connection to plants and that's where our medicine started. You know, so I think it's what we gravitate towards herbs and botanical remedies because that's how medicine began. And I'm finding so many people have so much success with it. It's like one of those things that spreads via word of mouth. Right. Mm-hmm. And we, we all know about herbs. We all in some form or fashion, we know somebody who's taken herbs and has benefited our, our herbs grow in our backyard. It's so versatile. It's mm-hmm. so available to everyone. And it's so inexpensive. I find compared to the other medicinals that we have access to in our world. And maybe some of us don't have access to, mm-hmm. we have even more access to herbs than we would otherwise. I think that is very helpful, especially in pregnancy and postpartum, when we are begging for more support, mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. needing that so much. And so we're seeking it elsewhere. And I'm, and I'm loving that. Me too. Me too. I, and I appreciate that. That's one thing that's really neat about the, having the apothecary in the community is that, you know, we have a lot of healthcare practitioners um, that will, will be a referral source for them, which is something I was not anticipating because we're talking about Western medicine type of practitioners who were referring to us. Um, and so it's really neat to be that bridge in that community and people, especially when they're just beginning their journey in holistic and natural health to introduce them, you know, like, let me show you all the different options that are available, depending where you're at. In your One thing that I, I feel like I'm seeing from parents and birth and postpartum professionals, especially right now, I don't know what it is that is bringing this up even more, but there's like this fear of herbs that's coming up. And we've got to admit, there is a lot of controversy in terms of what is safe and what is not. We have herbalists and providers who are saying, oh, you can use these. And we have another group of herbalists and providers who are saying, no, these are not safe. And so there's kind of like this back and forth. And one thing that I see is is this unknowing of like, what should I do? 
I don't know what is safe and what is not because there's so much controversy in the field. How do how do people navigate this? How do you navigate this? And should we actually be afraid of herbs? So I don't think we should be afraid of herbs, but I don't think we should be ignorant either about, you know, herbs are natural. 100% they are, but they're not always safe. And they're not safe for everybody equally. And so I think we just need to go in with our eyes wide open that not, you know, not herbs are not safe for everybody in their season of life. Um, and there might be some contraindications, especially if they're taking any type of medications or supplements. They need to be aware of that and, and do their own research and be empowered to do that. You know, so I think that, um, you know, that there are definitely resources available where you can find about what's safe. You know, so like the Botanical Safety Handbook is a great guide. They have an online PDF that you can purchase as well as the big textbooks, you know. And so when people come into our store, um, we're not staffed with clinical herbalists. So that's what we have a lot of reference textbooks, you know. And we have textbooks that help them guide based off of what's reported, um, contraindications and adverse reactions, you know, based on medications or vitamins somebody might take along with a, an herbal remedy. Um, you know, so just knowing that you have to do your research. And sometimes I think it's important. I do tell people when they come to apothecary, um, especially if they are very concerned and worried about um, adverse reactions, side effects, if they're very sensitive to remedies and medications in general, they just start off with just one herb, one botanical mm-hmm. remedy, even if it's a tear and extract and um, introduce that one herb or that one remedy. And I used to say you start it earlier in the daytime so that way you can monitor for adverse reactions, contraindications, even though it's a herb they might be taking to help with optimizing sleep. If they're taking it late at night, right before bed, if they do have a con, you know, contraindication or adverse reaction, that's a really awful time to be going to the ER in the middle of the night. You know, So I always tell them, you know, just make sure you're not taking the same medications, that they're supplements, you know, make sure you talk to your healthcare provider or providers about it, about using these remedies as well. And that we have to be informed consumers um, about our own health and wellness and make sure, you know, we're consulting with, you know, our healthcare providers, but ultimately we have to make the decision that's best for us because it is our body. And that sounds like any sort of medical treatment whatsoever, anything that we're doing to our body, really, these are pretty much the standard guidelines. Make sure you're communicating, make sure you're educating yourself, make sure you're listening into your body and your needs, right? Like that's the basis of everything that we should be doing for ourselves, no matter what it is, whether it's exercising, taking a pharmaceutical medication, right? Uh, whatever the case may be. So I'm so glad that you that you shared that because that is that is so important to know. And and I want to speak a little bit on listening into your body because I think oftentimes we we don't necessarily use our body as the compass. Oftentimes I see like, oh well, we'll need, you know, we'll need these medications and and tests, and then that's what we'll do without taking a step to step back and say, okay, let's let's see how this is interacting with us and how we feel in our own bodies with this. So I'm so glad that you are saying, take this during the day and connect in with yourself and pay attention. If you're a birth and postpartum professional who wants to give the families you serve some solid, holistic, evidence-based information regarding nutrition, repletion, and nourishing your body after baby, this is for you. I have 18 beautiful pages in a handout form that is completely free. Free full guide to nutrition completion, common misconceptions, supplement support, 
favorite recipes, 30 healthy and quick snacks, and so many more. You can download your free collection with handouts at postpartumu, that's the letter u.com slash handouts. So when people come into our apothecary, you know, it's really important when they're starting to take a new botanical remedy, we often recommend regardless of what type of regardless of what type of their therapeutic objective is, we want to recommend that they take it sometime during the daytime, just so they're they're awake, they're in tune with their body, how their body is feeling, and they can monitor for any adverse reactions or side effects. Um, you know, and so that's really important. You can always tell them, you know, don't take it with any other medications or supplements as well. You know, of course, they should be discussing any, you know, natural supplements and remedies they're going to be taking in conjunction with their healthcare provider or their naturopathic physician, if they should have one. Um, but it's really important that we're tuned into our bodies during that time to see how it makes us feel. And if it's something that we're getting the results that we're looking for as well during that time, you know, so maybe if we're taking you know, and a remedy to help with, you know, maybe anxiety or exhaustion, you know, and maybe it might be ideal to take it at nighttime, but taking it during the daytime lets us be able to be awake and attuned to see, you know, am I responding to this the right way? Am I feeling, am I getting the results that I'm looking for? Or if I'm not, maybe this is not the right remedy for me, or maybe it's not the right dose or the right form as well. I love that. So I appreciate you just like honing in on that and helping us like really understand that this is about our bodies and how we're feeling. And it's so important again, to have that conversation with our providers and to really do our own research and use your body as a compass. So thank you. Okay. I have to ask, what are some of your favorite postpartum herbs? So I have a couple postpartum herbs, um, you know, and some that I've used personally postpartum after my own pregnancies. So I can definitely speak to my personal experiences to those. Um, One of the ones that I really liked that I felt that really helped after the birth of my third son was uh, maca root. So maca root is a really great herb because it does so many things for so many people, whether you're male or female, right? And, but I really liked it postpartum and it should be known that it does help use fertility. So just FYI, if you're thinking about using that herb, take that into consideration. Um, But it really, I felt like really helped me with the energy and the endurance. It helps with mood as well, which is really important. Postpartum helps with energy, endurance, mood. It helps with vitality. Um, You know, it helps with libido it has so many great uses, you know, so I really love maca root for postpartum, you know, if you're ready to take that. Um, and I just would take it with capsules, two capsules with uh, a double shot of espresso in the morning. And I was like, all right, let's do this. Like this is, I'm ready to survive the day. <laughs> so that was how I would take it very consistently, probably after six months, you know, because I had a, um, you know, a last born, um, and he's last born for a reason. Cause I called him Silas, the sleepless sadist. And, um, he just, to, you know, suck the life out of me. So I really needed espresso and maca root to survive that. One of the other ones that I really like is motherwort extract. Do not recommend it as a tea because it's really bitter tasting, but motherwort is a, is a great herb because it's very nurturing and it's very calming, especially for someone. Sometimes if you're an anxious person or you're suffering with a little bit of anxiety, or you're feeling like you're on the edge as well. Sometimes that might induce the heart palpitations you might experience. Um, so I really liked motherwort extract to kind of calm me down and take it, take me down a notch. And it kind of seems counteractive to use maca root, which is energizing, but motherwort as well. So it really depends like where you're at in that season of parenthood, which herb you really need, um, you know, and obviously knowing how your body's going to respond to it. And, and lastly, I really love red raspberry leaf because it does so many things, regardless of what season of life you're in, whether you're 
new to menstruating, whether you're pregnancy, postpartum, lactating, or whether you're into the season of menopause. So I feel like it does so many things for the female reproductive hormone and has so many benefits and so many, um, you know, minerals and vitamins that our bodies can really use. And so I have loved it for every season of my life. You know, being a woman, I found it very helpful and, you know, healing, you know, into menstruation to, you know, into lactation, into pregnancy and postpartum and just in helping my body. So I feel like that's kind of like my go-to herb, you know, um, regardless of what season I'm at, you know, and now that my kids are older, yeah, I use it a lot for menstruation. It's really helps, you know, um, during, during my menstrual cycle of the time of the month. And so it's fantastic for that. Um, but that's another herb that I really recommend. It's a great and it blends with everything. It's fantastic as a tea. So that's how I prefer to take it. Um, cause I feel like it blends really well with herbs and it's very hydrating as well, you know, but obviously when you're taking it prenatally, you just have to be conscious of, because it is a uterine tonic that, you know, what, what trimester you're taking it in that you're not taking too much of it. It's going to induce Braxton Hicks contractions, which most people don't like, you know, so making sure that you're not taking too much too soon, you kind of ease your way into red raspberry leaf throughout pregnancy. But, you know, any other time I take it in an abundance can drink it iced as a cold brew infusion and throw some rose hips in there. And it's fantastic. I, I totally agree. It's my absolute favorite in all things related to women's healthcare. It is like the go-to herb when we're starting out on anything, it's like the one thing that I, I make sure to include with all my client packages like mm. that. And we'll talk about other herbs, but it's always like that one and the others, right. Depending on your specific needs, but that one's like the one that like a hundred percent of everyone needs. <laughs> yeah. And I love it because it is such a safe herb and it has been proven safe yeah. for such a long period of time. So I feel like most people can benefit from that and have very few adverse reactions or contraindications, you know, so it's great for varicose veins. It's great for, you know, somebody if they're having, you know, leg cramps in the middle of the night, it's rich in magnesium. So it does so many different things. Um, you know, whether you're pregnant, postpartum, lactating, wherever you at, you know, most people can benefit from red raspberry leaf. Cindy, I appreciate your knowledge and expertise so dang much. I'm so glad that you are here. And for everyone listening in, if you are wanting some herbs, if this is a space that you really want to dive into, I highly recommend looking Cindy up. Go check out her apothecary. Where can people find you? So people can find us online um, at euphoricherbals.com. And so what you'll find on our website is that we have our, a lot of our own proprietary formulas, which I started out with. And then slowly there, during the pandemic, we moved everything from our store apothecary retail in Delaware online. So we grew from 30 to like 800 products. So you can find a lot of things there now that were not available, you know, two years ago. Um, so you can find shop our website. We ship everywhere. If you have questions, you're looking for a resource. We have a really robust blog of over 300 articles of resource education information about natural remedies, about specific herbs you know, common questions that people might have as well. If you're looking to open apothecary or looking to become an herbalist and, you know, maybe start making some herbal teas or salves, there's kind of some resources as well for that person there. Um, so check us out. We're on, you know, all the socials, um, you know, except for Twitter. We're not there, uh, but you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Gorgeous. And of course, all of those links will be provided for you here in the show notes. Again, Cindy, thank you so much for your wisdom. I'm so glad that you are here and sharing. Yeah. I'm just in awe of everything that you have created here. And I can't wait to stay in touch. All right. Thanks so much. 
love this episode, let us know by leaving an amazing review. Your support is everything. Want more? Head over to postpartumu.com. That's postpartum, the letter U.com, and explore how we support moms like you in holistic, whole body healing that's specific for the unique needs of mamas in the years postpartum. See you there.